The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you need it. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I am so excited to be here today. It is an absolutely gorgeous Saturday. Uh, I got up early and uh, had to go help set up the pooch party over in Nampa. So I was over there this morning. Pooch party is a fun event that they uh, have been doing for a number of years now. Obviously, we didn't get to do it last year, but... It was back this year, and uh, we were setting up pooch party and hanging out, watching a whole bunch of dogs be crazy and run around, and then they're probably just about just starting to get into the pool. So if you're in Nampa and uh, you want to uh, just watch something uh, pretty unique and really fun, uh, head over to Lakeview Park in Nampa because they the dogs will be in the pool right now. They This is kind of uh, the last weekend that the pool's open and they only open it up for the dogs and then they it's closed for the season. But uh, it is a blast. There's just tons of dogs running around and splashing and having a good time. And uh, it, it's it's a really fun event. So if you're over that way and you want to see something fun, head over to Pooch Party. It's, it's a lot of fun. You can say hi to... Zamzo's folks over there, and uh, they've got some samples and things that uh, handing out. So do that. If you want to be a part of the show, let me get the phone numbers out real quick. You can do that, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. i got a few things I want to talk about today. Um, actually, I kind of just have one thing I want to talk about, but I want to kind of talk about it a little more in depth. Um, but uh, the topic I want to discuss today is aeration for your lawn. Uh, it's something that... Uh, we, we tend to talk about a lot throughout the year. A lot of people ask, when's the right time to do it? And uh, the answer is now. And so I'm going to get into that, kind of what it's about, why you would want to do it. Uh, but if there's other things that you've got going on in your lawn, in your garden, with your trees and shrubs, definitely give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOA. Those phone lines are open, and we'll get those questions answered for you. Uh, as I mentioned, Pooch Party is going on right now. It goes till 1. It's a really fun event. Uh, uh, the other thing that is happening this year, we didn't get to do this last year either, but uh, we're bringing it back this year, hopefully uh, plans stay in place and nothing has to get changed. Uh, but you know, that's still changing from day to day, but we are planning at this point to be doing Frisbee fest, uh, again this year. And, uh, it's the, I think it's the 29th year of Frisbee fest. Uh, and it's an, uh, another just awesome event that Zamzo's puts on 
and uh, I'll be doing that. Last year, uh, I'll probably be taking that Saturday off. It's on Saturday, September 18th. starts at 11, uh, but you can sign up now, and Frisbee Fest is awesome. It's actually kind of like a low-key competition. Uh, it's uh, and it's uh, you, you get to throw. You get three chances to throw a disc, and your dog gets to catch it, and they get... Uh, graded on how far the throws are, and then there's also some prizes for style, and uh, there's a kids' competition in that as well. So it's a really, really fun event. Uh, starts at 11. It's at Ann Morrison Park, and it'll be September 18th. You can sign up now at any of the 13 Zamzos. You can actually sign up and get your Frisbee now. So if you want to start practicing and getting ready, uh, that that's a, a great event, and uh, I'm excited that we get to do it again this year. And uh, really hoping that nothing changes, and we get to make sure make Frisbee Fest happen because it's a lot of fun, really fun fun day. So, uh, real quick, also, uh, trees and shrubs are on sale at all 13 Zamzos. Any store that still has those uh, larger trees and shrubs, those are all 40% off right now. And now's a great time to plant. If you've been kind of holding off uh, doing some landscaping or filling in some of those areas in your lawn or your garden, uh, your flower beds, uh, definitely swing by some Zamzos and check out what they have because now is a really good time to plant. The temperatures are cooling off. It's a beautiful day. You know, we do have that water issue that's kind of looming on the horizon. Uh, but even getting the plants at this deal and just keeping them in the pots for a little bit longer till we get a little bit cooler and have more chance of rain uh, in those trees to start to go dormant, that's a great time to plant as well. So definitely check out your local Zamzos for those trees and shrubs. And uh, looks like we already got a phone call. So let's go ahead and talk to David in Boise. David, how's it going? How can I help you today? Well, going well. Uh, just thought I'd ask <laughs> The magic question, the answer of which will help me next year. <laughs> okay. I'll do what's the best way. I've got semi-dwarf peaches and plums. Yeah. And what's the best way of keeping the birds out, or is there any way? Yeah, they you damage know. damage 80% of the food. Yeah. So. The, the birds know exactly when those peaches and plums and cherries are ripe. They, they seem to uh, just, I don't know, have some sort of sixth sense about that. Uh, and just know that it's time for that stuff to be ready. There are a number of ways you can keep those guys out of the trees. Um, and some of them are pretty simple, actually. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's not, I wouldn't say any one of them is a guarantee absolutely going to work, but uh, a lot of them work in switching it up every now and then, you know, from year to year is a good idea. So the birds in the area don't get wise to it. But uh, the first thing I would say, how, how big are your trees? Are they really tall, established trees, or are you dealing with some younger, newer trees? Well, they're three or four years old, and okay. they're, uh, I'm going to say one of them is 16 feet tall, one okay. of them is, is uh, 12 feet tall, and one of them I didn't prune back correctly, <laughs> is uh, 20 feet tall. Okay. Okay, so you've you... got all these pie pans, aluminum pie pans. Yeah, okay. And I was told that, you know, tying them on a string and tying them throughout the tree would be helpful. Yeah. But the wind blew most of them off. Before <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, so actually, yeah, and that's that's absolutely like one way to go. I would say the pie pans might be a little too heavy, and that's probably why they, they blew off. Um, but there's a couple of other things that use a similar method. The pipe pans would actually be neat because they would create some noise as well. Um, but really, you're looking for something that's going to move 
preferably is flashing, makes, uh, you know, catches the light and flashes. And, uh, if, if it makes that noise, that's even better. So, uh, you know, if you can, you know, rig up, you know, something a little bit sturdier, uh, to tie them up in there, that could certainly work. The one I've typically gone to first is what they call like a scare tape. And it's really just like a, um, it's about the size of, you know, masking tape and it's just a flashing tape and it, it's just like got a holographic sheen to it. And you can, uh, take out a section of it and cut it. And then you just tie that onto the limb and tie that all the way around the tree, you know, do, you know, just random kind of different spots throughout the tree. And the flashing tape works really well because it's very light. And so that way, uh, any amount of wind, uh, really helps move them around. And that would be that would be where I would maybe start um, because it's it's super easy. It's really and it's cheap. It doesn't take a lot. You know, probably for the number of trees you have, you probably need a couple rolls. Um, but honestly, I think that's one of the best ways to do that. When they're smaller, you can get away with some of like the netting uh, that you can drape over the tree. But once they're larger, it's really difficult to get that netting all the way over the top of it because it's just so large and bulky. Uh, that it makes it difficult. But, you know, something like that scare tape, I think, is probably my favorite. There's not really a lot of sprays. You can't, there are a few, but you want to look for a spray that has wintergreen oil in it. Uh, mm. And wintergreen birds don't have a scent, they don't actually smell things. Uh, the way we do. So they, uh, they don't, they're not deterred by scent, uh, things, but the wintergreen oil, when it's on there, when they land, it actually is an irritant to their feet. And so they won't want to stay there and then they'll buzz off and, and find some other place to go. Uh, some people will have luck with the owls, you know, the rotate, the, the owls that have the bobbly head. Um, not everybody, it doesn't seem to work for everybody, but for some people, the, the, the owls will tend to work. The real trick to using an owl, um, is it doesn't have to be in the tree. It just has to be in the area, but you want to move the owl from different places. Try to get a couple different spots and move it every couple of days so the birds don't get wise to it. But I would definitely check out that, that scare tape. We carry that at all the Zamzos. And, uh, I think, uh, that might be a, a way to go for, uh, for next year to keep those birds out. Oh, David, it looks like it sounds like David uh, took the answer off the air. So appreciate that. Hope that works out for you, David. And it looks like we got to go to a break. So Bob in Boise, please stay on the line. We are going to get right back to you. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zemzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzel, and due to the unprecedented drought we've experienced and some people's irrigation water being shut off early, we've updated our recommendations for applying Zamzel's Humigreen and Zamzel's Lawn Food, which are steps three and four of our Zamzel's Lawn Program. First, if you've not applied Zamzel's Humigreen, it's not too late. In fact, applying Humigreen now will help your lawn stay healthy, especially if your water gets cut back. That's because Zamzel's Humigreen helps lawns retain water in the soil, but Humigreen needs nitrogen in the soil. So applying your Zamzel's lawn food now is not only a good idea, it's necessary for Humigreen to work its magic. For that reason, we're advising everyone to apply their Zamzel's lawn food early while you've still got water. So stop by any of our 13 stores and pick up some Humigreen and Zamzel's lawn food and apply them both. Together, they'll work wonders and help your lawn stay healthy and green no matter what happens the rest of the summer. Nobody knows like Zamzel's. 
Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons, 3 to 6, on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. It is a beautiful Saturday. I'm so glad to see a sky that's blue and not filled with smoke, and it just makes me want to get out and do stuff. So if you're doing some things out in the lawn and garden today, uh, you have some questions about something that's been going on. I'd also like to hear about how your garden did this year. You know, this year was really tough on lawns and gardens and plants and um you know i i always hear a lot about the you know the troubles the things that people are having a hard time with and that's kind of what this show's about is helping you get through those but i'd love to hear about you know what went well in your garden how was your how were your yields on your tomatoes and your peppers or you know what what kind of things did you try differently i always like hearing about those sorts of things so give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529 KBOI. Let's go to Bob in Boise. Bob, thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? Uh, I have a couple uh, trellises we mounted on the house years ago. Uh, one has got clematis, and the other one has honeysuckle. Okay. So the question was, when do you have to ask me? And then we've had to do this before. We uh, unbolt the uh, the trellis and fold it and the plant down so the siding's exposed. Mm-hmm. Laid on a, a ladder for a couple of days. And the question is, uh, can we do some trimming to either of those plants this time of year as long as we've got them folded down? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you can prune those back. I would maybe wait just a little bit longer to really start doing like a heavy pruning. I mean, clematis, you can prune uh, clematis down to the ground every year and uh, it'll come right back, especially once it gets big and is really established. They will grow really fast and can take over quite a bit. You don't have you don't have to prune everything back, excuse me. Uh, but it, it's not a bad idea to do that every now and then. And with your, your honeysuckle, um, you know, yeah, you can absolutely prune that back. But again, I would wait till a little bit closer to, uh, as we, as we cool down a little bit. And since you're taking it off, what you might do, this is something, uh, a buddy of mine did. Um, he says, I recommended this, but I don't remember recommending it. I thought it was his idea when I saw it, but he said I did it and I have no recollection of that. But what, it, what he ended up doing was he took, um, he got some of those brackets like you would use, uh, for, um, hanging up a curtain or not a curtain rod, but, um, like you're in your closet, your coat rack in the closet, taking those hooks right. and, and he put them on into the siding on the house and that's what he hung his trellis off of, uh, and he put one, I think, two at the bottom as well to kind of just hold it in place, and that held it back off the actual siding and gave that trellis that room to grow up and uh, has made it, uh, the the plants, they, he just did that a couple years ago, so the plants haven't gotten too large yet, but the idea was that you've got more space on both sides of that trellis. It'll be a lot easier to prune that back. Uh, and, and also get back to that siding if you ever needed to. So you might think about doing something like that when you go to put it back up this year, um, and because uh, he's found it incredibly helpful for for what what they have. And they did, a, I think they did a clematis, and uh, I think they did a honeysuckle as well. It might have been, I don't think they did a wisteria, but I'm pretty sure it was for sure a clematis. Um, well, but, ours are mounted on. Uh, we've got them. With a copper spacer that holds them four inches up. From the oh, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, you've got something 
kind of similar That's a good going. idea too but uh so Joe, i was just curious this probably sounds like it's not because it's august and all that tomorrow wouldn't be a good time to do too much trimming if any i yeah i wouldn't just yet i would maybe wait just a okay. little bit longer maybe once you start to see some leaves fall um you know the honeysuckles don't always lose a lot of leaves they're they're kind of almost evergreen but your clematis will lose quite a bit. Once it, it's really lost right. that, that's when I would go ahead and prune that clematis. The honeysuckle, you could can probably you do a little the, bit earlier. Can you cut the honeysuckle back as much as you cut back a clematis? Um, you can. It's not going to grow back as quickly as the clematis will, okay. though. So if you want, right. if you like the fullness of it right now, don't do too much. You don't want to go down towards the ground with it. Um, but it, it will grow back. It'll just take it a lot longer. Okay, I appreciate. It. We'll we'll fold them down and paint, but we won't cut them till yeah, yeah, the dead of winter. Yeah, right. yeah, you got it. All right, thanks for the call, Bob. Good luck on your project there. Hope it works out for you. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBY. This is the Zamzos Garden Show. I'm your host Nolan Guthrie, and I uh, wanted to take uh, some time and talk about aeration. Uh, aeration is one of the I feel like I kind of get asked about aeration year-round, not necessarily always here on the radio show, uh, but in some of the other medias that I answer questions for for Zamzos. Uh, people ask when is the right time to aerate or you know how to do it and what to do. And uh, so I want to get into some of those uh, some of those answers because right now is a really good time to aerate that lawn, especially uh, you know this year when we were dealing with you know that drought. Um, well, we're still dealing with that drought, but you know, a lot of new homeowners as well, uh, moved into the Valley and a lot of housing, um, and a lot of soils that are, um, not really, uh, in great shape to grow lawns. And we need to do a little bit of work, uh, to get the, those, that soil in a better way to grow good lawns. So the first thing I wanted to just talk about with aeration is what it is. So aeration, when you have a soil, the whole point of an aeration or what they'll call a core aerator, uh, is, is the main function is to one, relieve compaction, right? So we have a lot of clay soil and you're using the lawn constantly and walking on it and mowing it. And that compacts the soil down. And over time that makes it harder for the grass to do well in wherever it's growing. So, we want to relieve compaction. That's number one. Number two, it actually releases gases that build up in the soil. So there's a lot of carbon dioxide and oxygen that gets built up or carries into the soil. And when you do that aeration, a lot of that gas exchange happens and it allows that more of that gas to change and equalize in the soil, which is really helpful for a lot of your microorganisms and your worms and and the roots of the grass, they all benefit from that. And you really do want to do the core aerator. A lot of people will get like the little spikes and the spikes are okay for helping relieve some gas, helping with that gas exchange, but it doesn't do anything for really relieving the compaction. So you really want to do the core aerator, which means you're usually going to have to rent that machine. You can get them at like the Tate's rents, um, you know, and it's for most lawns, it's only going to take, uh, you know, probably less than an hour, just as it's less time than it would take to mow the lawn. Let's say that it doesn't, it's not a, uh, long process, but you want to go over the lawn a fair amount. And it, that's your main function of aeration is it allows for gas to exchange and it helps relieve compaction. Um, and it looks like we got a phone call from Ann in Meridian. So let's go ahead and talk to Ann. Ann, how's it going? How can we help you today? 
It's going well. How are you guys? I am awesome. Good. Hey, so, you know, several years I've been planting cucumbers in my garden, and I, I seem like I always pick the wrong ones, and <laughs> they are super, super bitter. So last spring I was in the Zamzows on Shinden, and I asked a gal what um, – what type of cucumber I should get. And she recommended an Armenian cucumber. Mm -hmm. So I got those and I planted them and I got to tell you, they're huge. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how, (laughs) are they supposed to be that big? They're like three feet long. Yeah. They are long cucumber. Yes. They, they do get very long. Um, they do. Yeah. But they do tend to be a little less bitter. Now, one thing, this is actually a fun little story. I, we were talking, uh, I don't remember Tara, you probably, you might remember this. Uh, it was a number of years ago. I, somebody had called with a bitter cucumber, uh, situation Mm -hmm. and actually Jim Zamzo called the show to share uh, a tip he heard once from a sushi chef. Where what what they do if you've got a bitter cucumber they actually will just cut the tip of the cucumber off and then mm-hmm. you take that tip that you cut off and you just rub it on the the two ends the cut end and the the regular cucumber and you rub it on there and it'll actually pull out the bitterness out of the cucumber and it'll actually kind of yeah. like foam up yeah I've actually never had to do it. But what I'm told is as you do this, it'll actually kind of foam up and you'll pull out kind of like a lot of uh, whitish kind of liquid. But that's all the bitterness. And just doing that for a while until it stops will actually take all that bitterness out of the cucumber and uh, you don't have a bitter cucumber anymore. Uh, well, but this was, interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have to do that next year. Cause I, even if it doesn't work, it'll be kind of fun to try it. <laughs> yeah. It might be, a, it'll be a good story, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure, cause these things are huge and I, I pulled it out of my garden. I was like, I'm not even sure what to do with this. Yeah. Now it's so big. It tastes good. We went ahead and cut it. Yeah. And, you know, it they're, tastes great. They're not a pickling cucumber. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> no, <definitely>. yeah. <laughs> So, all right. Well, thank you. Yeah, you bet. So good luck with that. Hopefully, uh, well, I don't want to wish that you have a bitter cucumber, but maybe someday, you know, when it happens, you'll remember that crazy guy on the radio told you to rub your cucumbers together. Anyway, we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and it's actually pretty normal for most Treasure Valley lawns to have at least one bad spot that needs to be replanted. But not to worry, because when it comes to planting turf grass in the high desert, nobody knows like Zamzo's. First of all, we have the seed and other products you need to grow a gorgeous green lawn. Our Zamzo's Custom Blend is a mix of three different grass seeds. And unlike the annual seed you get at the box stores, which won't come back next year, or the national brand that works well as long as you live in Kentucky, Zamzo's Custom Blend is designed to do well in the Treasure Valley. Zamzo's also has a special seed coating mixture to increase germination and retain moisture, and a variety of ground covers to protect your seed and hold in water. But most importantly, Zamzo's has 87 years of expert knowledge on how to successfully grow beautiful lawns in the Treasure Valley. Remember, these cool mornings and warm days are great for growing. So come see us now and start seeing new grass in as little as five days with help from us at Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Okay, we are back for part three 
Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, it is a beautiful Saturday. I hope you're enjoying it and uh, you get a chance to get out and do something in the lawn, in the garden. If you have questions about anything you might be seeing out there, I'd love to talk to you. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. I'd love to hear about how your garden went this year, if there's something you did differently, how many tomatoes you got. Uh, it's always exciting this time of year because there's a lot of food, a lot of stuff to make things with. So love to hear about it. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. All right, so we were talking about aeration uh, for the lawn. Uh, and as I was mentioning before, this is the time of year that uh, when people ask about it all the time. Uh, but this is the time of year that I really like to do aeration. A lot of people will say you should do it in the spring. It's totally fine to do it in the spring. It's really a matter of preference. I my reasoning to do it in the fall is it's in the fall you've used the lawn. So that's when compaction is going to be at its greatest and you're going to be going into spring. You're not using the lawn as much as you go into winter and into fall. So it's a great time to do it because that core aerator pulls all those plugs up and it makes a big mess and you got a lot of stuff going on out in the lawn. Uh but now, so now's that time where you really want to get that that project going. And with people that are in newer houses and new developments, um, you really should consider doing an aeration. Uh, it's going to make a huge difference in your lawn's performance over the next few years. It's going to help with uh, your drainage issues. It's going to help with water absorption issues, also water retention issues. Uh, it's going to help you, what you put out there stay there longer so you can be more efficient with your watering and start to adjust to that longer uh, watering less frequently, which is really what we want to do to try to conserve water as much as we can. So aeration is a huge part of that. And uh, the main thing you want to remember, if you're going to do an aeration, get your aerator, but also put some money in the budget to get some compost or some extra humigreen. Uh, you know, you got to get some sort of amendment down with it. So when you do the aeration, uh, you can leave the plugs. Uh, some people will take them off. It's totally fine to do that. Personally, I leave them there. Uh, I, sometimes I'll rake those plugs into like a low spot in the lawn just to kind of help with any unevenness. Uh, but then for after that, you really want to go back over it with some compost, just a thin layer of compost. That compost gets down into those holes you've just made, and it helps to start changing the soil structure so that you're improving the soil. Just doing the aeration only does that compaction and uh, gas exchange that one time, but it doesn't change the soil, so the soil stays exactly the same. It goes back to what it was. If you get that compost in there, you get that organic matter, some humigreen, it changes the soil, it improves it, so you have a looser soil, which is going to help hold on to water longer and help it drain faster. And the lawn is just going to just perform that much better for you, and you'll be able to conserve more water. So uh, it looks like we got a phone call from Eileen in Meridian. Eileen, hopefully I'm spelling, saying that correctly. How's it going? How can I help you today? Oh, it's going fine. And yes, you pronounced my name correctly. Oh, good. Uh, it's a nice day. <laughs> It is and a nice I'm day. Glad I, I'm listening to you today because of the aeration, and I know understand about aeration. But here's the situation: I'm having, I've got a very small lawn, uh, yeah. 300 square feet, the main part, and tree roots from uh, have made undulation in the lawn, yeah. easy to fall and trip on, and I'm having it uh, leveled down. And they're going to 
<clears throat> Topsoil. Now, I guess I need to uh, uh, add. That's all they're doing now. You mentioned the compost and the uh, humigrain. Yeah. And I think I would need that. And I'm just wondering how to put that in with the workers that are coming next week to do the job. Yeah, I uh, see. At what point do I put that uh, down? Because uh, I'll end up purchasing myself, but they probably can put it on for me. Uh, so what is your recommendation? It's because it's going to... It's going to be like some bare spots. They're not, I'm not putting new. They they will feed it, but I, I don't want uh, uh, the uh, the other stuff. Yeah, uh, for sure. Be, my grass is kind of a mix of stuff, and it's not for the size it is. I'm not. I don't want to tear the whole thing up. Gotcha. Because it gets costly. So. Uh, and I have thrives. I have a question about that. So, what is your recommendation on how to put the when or when should I put it down the compost? And the human green I know is for fertilizing it. So, what do I do with that in the case of this uh, repair of my lawn? Gotcha. Yeah. Well, ideally, if you can, uh, you know, get that compost and when they put the that topsoil down, they can just put the compost with it or even mix it together uh, with the topsoil. That would be ideal. Um, uh-huh. If if it's not too much, you know, we do. I think we do have a sale on our compost right now. I don't remember exactly, but I know it's you get three bags for a certain price, which is at a discount. So that might be a way to get some of that compost. Um, if you just got a small lawn, you probably won't need too many bags of it. Uh, but getting that, and if, if you can get it mixed in with that topsoil or just put on, you know, right at the, at the same time, that would be, that would be ideal because it, getting that mixed in there is really going to help that soil when it, when you put some new seed down or do whatever, it's going to help that seed come in and you've got a much better base for that grass to grow in. And it's going to, it's going to just, it's going to take off. It's going to do really well. Humigreen, you can actually, what I like to do with Humigreen, um, when you put the seed down, if you're doing seed, um, I would just go over the top of the seed with Humigreen. That's what I do. Uh, you just use your spreader and just go right over the top of the seed with the Humigreen, and that helps hold on to more moisture, and it will also just help that seed germinate faster and come back in, and it'll look Really nice. And then as the seed uh, starts to grow and that grass starts to establish, that's where you can use that Thrive. If you've got some of that Thrive, just mix a little bit, you know, probably a couple cups of, of the Thrive to a cup, a few gallons of water and uh, just sprinkle it over the top of that seed wherever you put it down. As it starts to grow in and, and start to come up, that Thrive will really help establish that grass and it'll look real nice and get a nice, good, deep green color to it. And, uh, and you'll be real happy with it. Well, there was a question with the thrive. I have, um, I don't, uh, I don't put garden in my soil because I can't bend down and do stuff. So I've got them in pots, mm-hmm. and then I get to uh, do the miniature peppers, the box peppers. Yeah, and they do pretty good. But I always like to plant lemon cucumbers, and it's in a stand-up container box or. Uh, uh, yeah, I got uh, with um, a lattice. Yeah, and they're not, uh, and they all say full sun, but in late in the afternoon when it gets very hot, all the plants don't do well. 
including my front yard. That's a problem I have. It's just yeah. too much sun, and it burns. At, it's directly, the, my direction of my front lawn is south and west. Gotcha. And so I don't even know what to plant because of stuff I've ta- I can't put. It has to be sun stuff, but I just... Uh, <clears throat> It burns everything right in front of my porch, mm. and so I'm yeah, that's fine. a that's a tough one. That's a there's not a, a great solution for that. Have you tried growing tomatoes? Well, uh, I'm not. Uh, no, I don't. I say I don't eat tomatoes. I oh. can't. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I have grown tomatoes. My other house, I have great garden. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, this is for the the porch and, gotcha. and the front yard. I just want some plants. I'll have to come up with something like that later. But how do you use Thrive? I look at the directions, and how do you fertilize your stuff in pots? And they're not necessarily big pots. Yeah. Uh, how how much do you use? It tells you square foot, but that's kind of tough. Yeah. So really, really, all you got to do with Thrive is just mix. I, I just use about one cup of Thrive to a gallon of water, and then. It, it, for one of your waterings, just soak just soak the pot just that one time, and that'll be enough thrive for them. You don't have to worry about the square footage. Just give them a good drink, um, like you normally water them, and and that'll be that'll be plenty. Just do that every couple of weeks uh, while they're growing, and and you'll be in good shape with that. Okay. Well, now it's cooled down. They're growing better. I just think the way the sun is on my front yeah. and backyard. It's too hot for them. Yeah, and it was a particularly hot year, that's for sure. So, yes, yes. so anyway, but you know, my box peppers doing good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what you might do if you have some time, stop by one of the stores too. Which, what, what, what? Let's see, you were in um, in Meridian. Um, uh-huh. Head head over to like the the Chinden location. They've got lots of plants and and trees and shrubs and and smaller things. You might talk to some of them and ask them uh, what some of their recommendations for what they have available right now. And you might be able to find a, a few things that'll do a little better, especially with that heat. Thank you for the call, Eileen. I really appreciate it. We need to go to a break. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, we got one more segment of the Zamzos Garden Show. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzos Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and right now, while they last, all trees and shrubs at all 13 Zamzos are on sale for 40% off, and all pottery, both indoor and outdoor, is 30% off, and now's a great time to plant. Our days are warm, while at the same time, our nights and mornings are cooling off, which makes for nice growing weather. Selection varies from store to store, but all 13 Zamzos have trees and shrubs ready to go in the ground right now. And when it comes to pottery, we've got a great selection. But at 30% off, it does sell fast. So shop now for best selection. Late summer, early fall is also a good time to add compost and fresh planting mix to your flower beds. And right now, both Zamzo's Compost Plus and Garden and Planting Mix are on sale when you buy three bags of the same product. But don't wait. All sale merchandise is limited to stock on hand. So shop now and save big at all 13 Zamzo's. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670 KBOI. 
All right, we are back. It's part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and we've had some tremendous calls today. We've been talking about lawn aeration, and uh, there's plenty of stuff to do as we start to get closer and closer to fall. I don't know if it's actually fall just yet, but um, it's nice that it's starting to feel a little more like fall. I think uh, getting a little reduction in temperature is uh, really just kind of mellowing everybody out. I feel better now that it's a little bit cooler. It sure is a lot nicer going outside and uh, getting to enjoy uh, the beautiful state of Idaho. So if you have any questions about your lawn or your garden or trees and shrubs, anything that's going on you might be uh, wondering about, please give us a call. We got certainly have some time to take another call or two. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Real quick, just a quick reminder Frisbee Fest is back. We're going to be doing Frisbee Fest September 18th. It's a Saturday, uh, just a couple weeks. If you want to sign up for Frisbee Fest, you can do that at all 13 Zamzos. They've got the sign-up forms, and uh, you can get your Frisbee and start practicing with your your, your pooch and uh, hopefully get a chance to win a cool prize. And uh, even if you don't have a dog that is able to catch a Frisbee, um, it's still fun to participate uh, and and or just go to the Frisbee Fest because there's open seating. It's free. Bring the kids. And uh, it's just a fun event. It's really it's really relaxed. It's fun. You get to see dogs running up and down a field, catching a Frisbee, sometimes not catching a Frisbee, sometimes they jump up in the air really high. It's it's just awesome to watch. It's fun and uh you know it's it's weird. You kinda the dogs I feel like they, they get the sense that they are the center of attention for a little bit. Uh dogs probably always think they're the center of attention. So they uh if they get uh more people clapping for them they they, they seem to boost their ego a little bit. Uh but it's a lot of fun. So definitely check that out and uh and sign up because it is a lot of fun also remember trees and shrubs are 40 percent off at all zamzos so if you've been looking to do some new landscaping add some shrubs you know maybe something didn't quite make it through the summer you need to replace something now's a great time to fill those spots in um i always prefer planting in fall any of those trees and shrubs just because it's a lot easier on the plants they're going into dormancy makes establishment a lot easier and they don't have that stress uh, from transplant, as much stress, I should say, from transplant when you plant them in the fall. They tend to recover a lot faster and uh, have a higher chance of them surviving, which is awesome. So definitely check that out. Not all stores are going to have a ton of stuff right now, but you know, uh, bigger stores like your Chinden, your Fairview, I know uh, uh, Federal Way, probably Overland and Nampa still have a good selection of uh, trees and shrubs. So definitely check those out. 40% off screaming deal and uh, do that. All right. So we were talking about aeration and what it does for your lawn. And I think it's a really important thing for a lot of people to consider this year, particularly, you know, we've just been struggling with that stress of, uh, of drought and we've got this water situation that's, you know, potentially going to be, causing us some grief for a while and we want to do everything we can to just be better about our watering and a lot of the things you know we talk a lot about how to water properly and you should be watering longer uh you know put more out but then give it longer amounts of time in between your watering this summer 
uh, it's been about two months now, I believe. I just was thinking, you know, I'm going to just push this and see what I can get away with. And I reduced my watering to only two times a week. So two days a week, my lawn gets watered. The rest of the time, the sprinklers are off. And uh, when you've been building up that soil and doing things like the lawn, the Zanzo's lawn care program and using Thrive and extra Humagreen, that stuff builds up in the soil and improves the soil to the point where you can reduce your watering very, very drastically to the point where uh, you're only watering a couple times a week. And, and it takes time. You got to do that. But this aeration is one of those steps, one of those things that's going to get your lawn into shape so that you can get to that point. And especially with uh, some of the folks in the newer subdivisions, uh, lots of houses going up all over the place, those soils, um, you know, they were they were desert. They didn't grow lawns there. They didn't grass. A lot of grass doesn't grow in those areas. Um, and we're moving into places that didn't have that. And in addition to that, we're straining our, our water supply. So we want to be as good as we can with that water. And, and aeration is really good. So do that if, you're, if you've been thinking about it, if you had struggles, if you had a difficult time with your lawn and the soil, really, really consider doing that aeration this fall. Now is a great time to do it because it's cooling down. You're not using the lawn as much. You know, Pull up all those plugs, like I've said before many times. Make sure... You get some compost, get some of that humagreen or something down on top of it. A lot of people will ask if they should reseed. I don't like to reseed after an aeration. I actually like to reseed after um, a power raking or a, a raking or a thatching, and I like to do that in the spring. You can do it in fall. It's totally fine to do that as well. So if you've had a, you know, the lawn was really stressed or it was a sodded lawn. A lot of times, sodded lawns come in with an extra amount of organic material built up, which can make it difficult for new grass to take in there. Uh, consider doing that thatching because that will pull that dead stuff out of there and gives you a really good opportunity to get that seed down so it comes in really nice. And you can still do that right now, as I've mentioned before. Thatching and aeration in fall or spring, you can do either one. It's really a matter of preference and really what is going to be best right now, what's going to cause or not cause, but give you the most benefit. And I tend to think that typically uh, aeration is the best for right now. Uh, but you can absolutely do thatching. Either one of them is good. But make sure if you're doing an aeration, you get the compost, you get that other stuff down to really improve that soil. If you're doing a thatching, reseed. Those are the two things that have to go with those projects. Otherwise, uh, you're you're kind of wasting your time and effort, and we don't want to do that. So, all right, we just got a minute left, so I'll just uh, mention it real quick again. Frisbee Fest, I'm going to talk about it a few more times because Frisbee Fest is awesome. I will probably take that Saturday off, uh, but it's it's a really fun event. You should really check it out. Um, we'll try to get I'll try to get some videos of past events up here uh, this week on our Facebook, Zamzo's Facebook, and uh, and you can check those out and see what it's uh, it's all about because it's really fun. And, uh, you know, it's free, so you don't have to pay. I mean, it's free to come, I should say. I should make sure I clarify that. It, there is an entry fee if you want to participate in the contest. But aside from that, just coming to the event at Ann Morrison Park is free, and it's a lot of fun. All right, we are out of time. We'll talk to you guys next week here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI.
Hi, this is Joss Samzo here with Kara, a plant expert from our Fairview store. Hi, Joss. Kara, I was hoping you'd be willing to help me record a radio ad about Christmas trees. You know they'll be arriving in less than four months, and it's not too early to be thinking about that. I'd be happy to help you, but to be honest, I think an ad about houseplants is more timely. We just got two shipments of houseplants back-to-back, and the stores are absolutely stuffed. I don't know. Fresh-cut Christmas trees are beautiful and green, and they add so much to the home. So do houseplants, except houseplants do it all year round. And we need people to come give these plants a home. They're healthy and beautiful, but we can barely walk around the store. Well, if we did decide to do an ad about houseplants, what would you want to say? I'd say, if you love houseplants, come to Zamzo's right away. We've got tons of houseplants, pots, soils, fertilizers, and more. Plus, a friendly staff to help you every step of the way. You know, Kara, I think you've convinced me. Let's do an ad about houseplants. Joss, I think we just did. Nobody knows like Zamzo's.